Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. All right, everybody. Back for the second episode of In Liberty and Health. I'm joined by Adam Nutter tonight. How you doing, brother? Yo, man. Thanks for having me on. Of course. Thank you for uh, coming on. So uh, as the title says, In Liberty and Health, um, I'm having you on because you're more of a libertarian guy and a uh, comic. So I guess we'll start with the uh, former. (laughs) Uh, What kind of brought you to the liberty movement? Uh, Man, (laughs) (laughs) that didn't sound good. (laughs) It's just I have a like it's just a lot to unpack. I have like a wild, weird way of how where I am in today's world you know like today's place since 2021 adam so like uh i grew up in you know new york city in staten island and uh i was never uh a democrat for sure i never i guess i was a little socially liberal right but like you know not really and then uh i was i was never a right person really either uh i just kind of believed i guess in a little bit of both ideologies i i didn't know what a libertarian was back then you know as a kid so you just growing up around and Staten Island is a very conservative place. Like out of all of New York city, like New York city is super left leaning liberal, except Staten Island. Like most of Staten Island is like blue collar, like city workers, like, you know, like uh, cops, sanitation, firemen, and they're all like conservative voting dudes and chicks pretty much. So I kind of grew up around that, you know, a bunch of Italians and Irish kid like me, <laughs> dumb fucking guineas. It's two NY, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so, uh, I was like, all right, well, I don't, I don't really know. I don't really agree with either side. So I don't really know what I am. I, I was a registered, I think Republican at 18 because my parents were, and I was like, mm-hmm. I guess I just do this, but like, I wasn't really a Republican. You know, so I never really identify with them. Uh, and then at 18 years old, I, I always loved comedy. Always. I was always like a fucking comedy nerd. Like I grew up listening to like Opie and Anthony and like, you know, Patrice O'Neill, the great Patrice O'Neill and Jim Norton and all those guys. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know, 14, 15 years old. And I was like, Oh, this is like what I want to do. Okay. I, like, I love this shit. I like making people laugh. I want to do this. So living in New York to take the fucking benefit of, uh, you know, oh, it's like the, one of the two best cities in the country to do stand-up comedy at, like here in LA, you know, you have the opportunity, so many opportunities. Right. So I just did my very first open mic at the comic strip in New York, which is a shitty club now. It was back then. Like it wasn't good back then either, but like it definitely well, isn't well, good well, now. So is it shitty because of 2020 or was it shitty uh-huh. even in 2019? No, it was shitty when 2005 when I was doing it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs> yeah, all right. Yeah, yeah. Like it's last like heyday was like the nineties. Mm-hmm. It was All like right. kind of fading in the nineties, and then like when Seinfeld <laughs> left, honestly, because he kind of made that place. Him and a few other comics, and they all kind of left, and that place has never fucking figured it out, I guess. Uh, but I just love comedy, and then so I was doing comedy for two years from like eighteen to twenty, and then uh, I panicked because I was like, oh, I don't know if I can make money doing this, you know, as a career. And then like you have your again more conservative leaning parents being like what do you you're in college but like are you gonna do something or are you just gonna do like you're not just doing comedy like that's crazy. yeah like, that's crazy like that's crazy like, like that's not happening like you would like that's fine you could do comedy and go to college but like what's your goal you know and i was like i don't comedy They're like no <laughs> like all right so i majored in history uh 
because I was like, I, I guess maybe I'll go like a history professor route because I was like, I like history and I could be like a cool professor because like I'd be like a funny guy, you know, yeah. <laughs> like, like a regular, you know, and then uh, I went the complete opposite and I was like, oh, I know what I'll do. I'll become a cop. <laughs> yeah, I, I want to come back to this, but keep going. Okay, I, so yeah. that's so again, everyone's looking at me now be like, you're so yeah, I'm 35 years old. Like this is a generation ago. <laughs> I was 20 years old. Like this, yeah. that's a lifetime ago um i didn't understand like the societal pro i didn't understand the war i didn't understand the drug war i didn't understand the police issue i didn't understand. i didn't understand, you don't i don't get it i grew yeah, up you're, in a you're, bubble yeah you know an echo chamber of staten island like i didn't mm. travel really you know like went to vegas one time like you know, i was like no it's it's very much isolated so i was like oh cops help people like, like i'm like oh i hate bullying they stop bullies like you know and then you go into the academy and you're like, oh, I'm here to stop the bad guys. And like, you're not, we're not, you're, we're not here for that. <laughs> like, we're here to make money for the city. <laughs> you know, and you do what you're told. And like, you're like, ah, oh, okay, not cool. And then, you know, you're in it. And then, you know, you get bills and responsibilities. And you're like, ah, oh, fuck. I hate this. Like, I hate what I'm doing. And then, like, I was, I worked during the Commissioner Kelly stop and frisk years. So like, okay yeah. yeah so i broke all the amendments <laughs> like, well you know what's like, funny is uh, i remember during i think it was the 2016 debates trump had said that crime had been going down because of stop and frisk and when you actually looked into it crime was actually going down prior to stop and frisk it wasn't stop and frisk that reduced crime no it uh it scared the fuck out of people is what i did. believe it i absolutely yeah, believe I mean, it, it. It, it, I mean illegally i'm not saying it was legally done tact it, they illegally yeah. scared the shit out of people right so like I said this yesterday on um Justin O'Donnell's podcast, but like mm -hmm. I, I was telling I was telling my dad this too. I was like I I will never forgive myself for like doing that. You know what I'm saying? Like like I know I I didn't understand at the time fully, but I, I, even at the time, like so my first year out of the academy, I worked uh, in the projects of Staten Island, like on the footbeat, like you know everyone does. Mm -hmm. And your sergeant would be like, "Hey, stand in front of those projects and just." When people go to enter the building, just ask them for ideas to live, live there. And they're like, well, it's allowed because, you know, it's city promoter and all these fucking bullshit loophole rules. And I'm like, yeah, and this feels illegal. I mean, this feels like we're just harassing people. And like, you know, if, you, if they say that, like, cool, well, then we'll fucking fire you or like we'll fucking, you know, harass you. It's like it's, you know, it's not looked greatly upon to uh, to say no. Yeah. <laughs> so to rules and, and, and like direct orders and stuff like that. So you're like, OK, and then you're doing it. And then like. Again, I also want to be clear. I said this in the podcast yesterday too, but like, there were also a bunch of like legitimate stop and frisk, mm -hmm. like you know robbery. So people were like, hey, that guy robbed me. Yeah. You have to like you know stop that guy because like, someone's like, I got robbed by that dude. He's pointing him out to us. Like that's mm -hmm. a legitimate, you know, stop. But most of them were like that to stop that guy. And like, okay, yeah, and you're doing that. And like, I feel like, shit. and again, I I know people would be like, oh, well, you didn't really know. It's like I know, but like, it's still it's still I still sit with it that I, I did that. So this is something that i did want to talk about actually with you because I, when i was listening to your recent or um some of your other podcasts you mentioned that you were a cop at one point um don't worry i'm not going to sit here and cross analyze you and rip you know but my thing is when you hear libertarians say all police are bad people because they're enforcing bad rules i, I agree but it kind of lacks the nuance of the fact that we're all indoctrinated essentially from the time that we're young and told that 
cops protect people. Mm-hmm. And there's probably a large faction of police who do sincerely believe that they're doing the right thing by doing those things that you and I would recognize as bad, but they just haven't been exposed to the information that you or I or a lot of libertarians have to kind of realize like, oh, this actually, we're harming innocent people mm-hmm. completely unreasonably. They may think they're doing the right thing and that doesn't excuse their action, it doesn't make it okay, but they were conditioned from the time they were young that, hey, you're a cop, you're out there protecting the people you're serving, protecting. So I, I, it's a little bit more nuanced in my mind. You could tell me that I'm way off on that and I'd be, you know, I would get that. But that's kind of been my take. I just, I don't like the binary extremes of just saying, oh, all police are bad people. Well, let, let's, let's give some nuance here because it's the same deal with the military, right? You know, people sign up for the military because they believe they're, you know, saving the country. We know they're not. We know what the hell goes right. on in the military industrial complex. Right. We don't agree with it. But, you know, a lot of those guys seem to come out and realize, like, wow, we did some really bad stuff, <clears throat> bad stuff. Yeah. So it's it's like, yeah. So the general it's like, yeah, well, no good. If all if all laws aren't just, then mm-hmm. you're enforcing all laws and it makes you. Yes. Yeah, so, the, so the overarching point of that is true. Right. Yeah. yeah, the the gray, the the gray is that's black and white, but there's gray and everything. Mm-hmm. Like everything isn't that's what I'm saying. Everything's gray, it's not black and white. Some things are, but mostly everything's gray. That's a gray issue. So it's like, yeah, because like so this is what happened for me personally. Like, so me, I work midnights. Once I left the projects of of the 120, I went to the 122, which is the middle of Staten Island, and it was essentially the whole precinct was like pretty much white. Like, I mean, like the people who live, not the precinct itself. I mean that, that too, but you know, like the people who live there were like white people, you know. And we, I never really had to deal with like the racial tension stuff mm-hmm. after my first year. It was all just me dealing with white people. And the thing with where I was in Staten Island, where I was working, is we there was some of the richest property in the country mm-hmm. in Staten Island in my precinct. Not just Staten Island, New York, the country. Okay. And then also, if you go down towards like the beach, just white trash heroin. Like you know what I'm saying? Like it, it was a real. So we went from like going to the hills mm-hmm. of Staten Island where guys beating their wives in fucking mansions to just <laughs> the heroin trash den of the beach down by Staten Island with just fucking bungalows and shit. If people doing stealing cars and shit, mm-hmm. you know, so we're dealing, we were dealing with like all walks, but it was all just one kind of race of white people. So mm-hmm. again, I never dealt with that really, but halfway into like policing you you i linked up with a couple other really good guys that i work midnights with and we all kind of had the same philosophy without realizing we were really libertarian at the time but we kind of you know mm-hmm. all were we we're like hey we should just focus on like violent crime and theft and fuck all this other shit and like like you know if we could avoid it avoid it like i only had one drug arrest in my entire career of the NYPD, mm-hmm. and i was forced on me like it was like it, I, we had like a, a supervisor was like hey you gotta <laughs> so yeah. like yeah, but like that was it i only every other time i came across drugs it was like it was, we didn't really you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just we didn't come across drugs only that one time weird <laughs> so you know you yeah. just figure it out well you, you know what's funny saying? is if you watch some of these police shows it, it's like every single arrest is just like possession 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 which is just the strangest thing to me because what, what the, who are they harming you know, right. I get it. We shouldn't be, you know, hooking kids up with heroin, whatever. It doesn't mean I think it should be illegal, but no one's going to go up to a five-year-old kid and say, hey, you know, look at this candy here. No well, one's going to do that's that. That's the biggest joke about every Halloween. They're like, watch <clears> out. They're going to give your kids edibles. I'm like, have you ever smoked weed before? You know how expensive <laughs> edibles are? 
Yeah. No weed person be like, let me give a kid an edible and waste $30. That's fucking crazy. It's like, it's the dumbest yeah. myth of all time. Yeah. <laughs> it's fucking so stupid. Yeah. I, I, like I said, I've watched so many of those shows and then you'll even hear right wingers sometimes knock, you know, people when it comes to this whole, you know, um, how do I want to say this? These cases where you know people come out and say oh it was racism racism oh he had a gun on him well if you're a right winger wh- why do you why do you care right we're supposed matter to, right yeah we should be okay with them having a firearm at least i know i am you I know am. you know who cares yeah. um uh what's well, jesus christ from train of thought train of thought train of thought hold on uh, <laughs> you're good trauma, hold, on. hold on fucking brain trauma brain trauma all right so the whole <laughs> thing the whole thing was like the whole thing with the police thing though is like mm-hmm. um I will say this, like the cops aren't your friends. Oh like, yeah. No. I'm, I'm telling people that I was one. They're, they're not your, they, you will get fucked. Like, don't like, if you could avoid the police, avoid the fucking police at all costs. Like do not call them. It, it complicates everything. I'm telling you, like just uh, deal with it yourself or, mm-hmm. or, you know, life or death situation call. <laughs> yeah. Like we're like, that's it. Like do not, you know, because this is, this is a message for the right wing crowd. Who's always like back to blue. Mm-hmm. Did you back the blue when they arrested that single mom in Texas for trying to fucking open her store to feed her family? Because that's who arrested her. Yep. Police. It wasn't exactly. the fucking woke progressive civilian who went in there. It was the police who arrested mm-hmm. a mother of two of a, who owned a bakery during the unconstitutional COVID shutdown. Yep. It was the cops who are supposed to protect the constitution and your rights, not do what a politician says. But that's what this whole thing morphed into, and that's why mm-hmm. it's evil now. And that that is the problem. So it's right. It's like it used to be like, oh shit, the cops really were there, like you know, just to kind of keep the peace. And then once the city was like, oh, we could use them as a tool, or the state was like, we could use these guys as a tool for us. That was mm-hmm. it, man. It was done. And then that's it. They're just the fucking armed security of the state, and they'll do as they'll do as they're told by the state. Mm-hmm. And every fucking cop is gonna do it. Like they're gonna be like, go. Uh, the governor said they can't open up a business during this bullshit COVID thing. So, you know, I can't say that I just this COVID thing. So, you know, uh, so go arrest this fucking business owner who had, you know, who's doing no harm to anybody. Right. He had the balls to open his own business, you know, you know it's, and then for people to be like, well, they're doing the job. That's what they said about the actual Nazis. That was mm-hmm. literally the same exact thing. They're, and they're like, oh, it's different. Not really. No, sure they're not being ushered yeah. into sure. Sure, they're not being ushered into fucking Auschwitz camps. I, okay, but you're ruining a, a generation of a livelihood. Mm-hmm. As if people are, and that's why all these fucking dumb lefties like property rights aren't the same as human rights. Actually, they are the same. They yeah. are the same. Well, because, because all rights come down rights to property are, rights. Exactly, because yeah. property rights are because these, these dumb fucking lefties who never own property, who never mm-hmm. worked a day in their fucking life, they understand that like all, all these stores that were destroyed in your precious riots. You know, most insurances, I think like over 90% of, of, of commercial insurances do not offer ride insurance. It's not even on their policy. Oh, wow. I yeah, actually no didn't one, know that. Yeah, no one fucking knows that. It's, and if you can't find it, it's super expensive. So your local mom and pop store, they ain't having it, man. But your target does. So these mm-hmm. lefties are like, fucking burn it down. But you're not burning. You're burning down Joe's fucking smokehouse barbecue. Yeah. That guy's fucked now. His family's fucked. But great mm-hmm. job. Way to, way to fucking represent. You piece of shit. Yeah. And meanwhile, you know, Target gets all our money, right? right. We're subsidized or we subsidize them with corporate welfare 
And as soon as their stocks go down, what happens? The Fed prints the money, bails them yep. out, they're good to go. And then they go looting the mom and pop shops who can't do the same thing. They're, they're fucked. And then, by the way, to, to go back, so now yeah. these also mom and pop shops, these people are being forced to pay taxes through the state through, mm -hmm. through threat of violence, right, if they don't. Be, and, and, what's, and part of the tax paying, I believe, is police protection. I believe that's part of the deal. Mm -hmm. Well, in many of these cities during the riots, they said, you're on your fucking own. Yep, they and were told to stand you, down. And then if you defended yourself with, with force, you went to jail. Mm -hmm. So not only did you, you were forced to watch your business burn to the ground, your life savings burn to the fucking ground, potentially get fucking physically harmed. And that, not just that, the state said, good luck, also keep paying us. No insurance company will help you out. And if you defended yourself, you're a fucking Nazi. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's essentially what it was. But, you know, I think this is where libertarians might have failed a little bit in the last year because we could have said, hey, if you have private police policing these communities, they're not going to stand down because they have a contract legally right. to protect these people. Right. And I know we're obviously far out from there, but regardless, I mean, that could have been a huge message or, you know, just coming out against lockdowns in general. Maybe I'm asking too much. Well, but well, no, dude, I mean. <laughs> No, because I mean, Kyle, you're 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 right. The Mises Caucus was saying that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The the LP National is fucking garbage trash, and they weren't. They're too busy. They're too busy staying calling Dave Smith transphobic and worrying about mm -hmm. that shit than actually worrying about our rights being stripped from us. So fuck them too, and yeah. fuck every lefty libertarian in our party. Also, they could go eat a dick. How about that? Right, and you know, I I'm was sorry. Actually, I want to take that back. <laughs> Not all, not all of them, because some of them are actually pretty cool and have way turned to fucking page in the last six months. So you guys are, you guys and girls are cool, but you, you know who I'm talking about. All the fucking fake mm -hmm. Italian fucking cunts, all those pieces of shit, they could go eat a dick. They're, I, they're not welcome in this party. I don't want to work with you. And I don't want to be involved with you. I don't. I, I'm not willing to work with them anymore. I, mm -hmm. We were six months ago. Now they could all fucking honestly jump in the fucking fire of the left. I don't care. I don't care. Like, yeah. you're dead to me. So that was actually another thing that I kind of want to hit on too. I was thinking about this a lot and I watched your bit. Um, you and your wife don't go to church anymore, huh? I never went and she never went either actually. Oh, well, it was the whole, the stand-up joke about uh the priest. No, that was no, that was uh <laughs> <laughs> her just being naive about like mm -hmm. uh just the whole like how big of a scandal it really is. <laughs> not 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 yeah. do really uh, going to church. Okay, my yeah. bad. My <laughs> no, you're good, you're good. Um <laughs> Yeah, well, you were at the uh, LPPA convention, correct? Yeah, so I was, well, I was there as a voting member, and I, I also did the stand-up at the Mises. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. my band actually had a show that Saturday night, but I was there Friday night, and I was at the convention. I wasn't able to be a delegate because I wasn't a member for the arbitrary six months, but that's, well, you got Well, you, know. you, you got fucked, yeah. Yeah, so it, it was really funny. It was my brother and I's first time at a Libertarian Party convention. And my brother and I have both been Libertarians for probably me for probably about seven years and my brother for probably longer than that, probably 10 years or so. And, you know, we mostly just sat in our rooms and watched Libertarian stuff and screamed about the state, essentially. <laughs> and we finally decided to, you know, get involved because of the Mises Caucus. Mm. So, you know, they were welcoming all these new people and, oh, look how great the party growth is. But then they turn around and say, well, you're a bunch of angry white guys. And all I could think was, you cannot be proud of the growth and then call them all angry white guys and say you're not allowed to vote. Like that is, yeah. that, that doesn't look good. And if you really want to keep people out, that's a great way to do it. So look at the crowd 
and, and and look at the group who says you're all angry white guys and look at their group. It's all white guys. <laughs> yeah. We actually have the group of full of people that are not white people. We actually have all most women. Yeah. White dudes. We have way more people of color than they have literally just all white fucking fat guys and fucking frumpy white chicks. Like yeah. shut the fuck up. Like I, I'm I, you, they just because the left just says something and that's all. And I, I consider them the left, by the way. I don't consider them libertarians. So like they just say they just say something and they consider it fact. And then what? But then look at the pictures. Look at the physical. There's physical video evidence out there. So you don't have to take my word for it, everybody. Mm-hmm. Go watch the the Mises Caucus documentary that they put out about the LPPA uh, uh, thing from last year. The the tent was split in half. Mises one side, scumbags on the other side. Look at the scumbag side. It's a bunch of fucking diabetic, fat, balding men <laughs> and fucking yeah. frumpy, ugly women. And then the Mises side had all the fucking pretty and handsome people and all the people of color that they called racist, by the way. Yeah. They called Hispanic and black men to their face racist. I wanted to make that a point. They called those, they called Hispanic and black dudes and Hispanic and black women angry white men. So I'm sure you, just as I have talked to Michael Heiss plenty and, you know, obviously plenty of Mises people. I don't think I've ever heard a single Mises person say that they're not willing to work with other libertarians if they're not Mises caucus. We're all willing to work with people who are just good libertarians. Yes. If you're going to do shady shit like that, where you call us angry white guys, or, you know, you deny the new people voting right and then brag about how great it is to have all this new growth, then no, we don't want to work with you. Why would we want to work with people who are going to be disingenuous, endorse these coups that are going on, which I actually want to ask you because you might know a little bit more mm-hmm. about that than me. I haven't kept up with it enough. But, you know, the whole Delaware and New Hampshire deal, mm-hmm. these people are like perfectly okay with it. You know, that's not being a good libertarian. That's not living your principles. Uh, you know, the Mises people clearly live by these principles. So that's why we work more with these people. I'm not partisan to the Mises caucus. I'm partisan to good libertarians with good principles. If you don't fall on that, then I don't want to work with you. I don't want to support you. But it just so happens that all the people who have the principles are in the Mises caucus. Yeah. So like the everyone who's part of the Cathedral Caucus, like like, oh, I'm mm-hmm. sorry, but you guys have actively for the last year have publicly harassed my friends and myself and doxed some of my friends. And then you're going to openly say we're the bad side because we've, we're funny, essentially. Yeah. That's essential. And I'm not, I, I know it boils down to like, I sound like, but that's kind of also it. It's like we're more of the creative side, also. We have like mm-hmm. the comics and musicians. I'm not saying they, but like we do. We have all the funny people, the, the, the fun people, the talented people. And there are a bunch of people who can't take a joke, who can't put a fucking sentence together, you know, who can't publicly speak. And I'm like, yeah, I would be embarrassed too of my group. <laughs> You know, like it, it's sad that the Mises event in Virginia had over 300 something people at it, mm-hmm. you know, and, and these people, they can't put an event with 60. They, they invited Spike Cohen, who's awesome. Yeah. And his wife to, to speak at some event. They got 50 people to it. I get 50 people plus to my comedy shows. Like, and, and they want to say how they're growing the party. How? Right. If, if, tell me how. Tell me. And I'm a no one. I'm a fucking no one and I'm getting people out to see me and I'm spreading the message. And I'm, I, I, I've at least inc- recruited myself 10 plus people to the party. I guarantee it at least. Mm. And that's nothing compared to like Dave and all these other guys. Right. So like, yeah. but then 
again, 300 fucking something people at the fucking Mises event in Virginia. Uh, the pork fest had what almost a thousand people at it. A lot of that was Mises, a lot, not all of it, but a lot of it was, you know, it's like, and then they're like, we're growing the party in Pennsylvania. No, you're fucking not. We are. That's right. categorically false. You're just fucking lying. Like, again, how can you, if you could, you can't even draw a room full of 100 people. Right. And it would be different if they like credit, hey, we're super happy. We don't agree with these missed people on everything. But, you know, look, they're growing the party and that's great. But they want to act like they're doing all the work. And I'm sure some of them are doing some work. But, you know, wh why is it so hard to just say, hey, we don't agree with them about the way they go about things, but you know what? They're growing the party and that's fantastic. Like, I don't understand why it can't just be a mutual respect thing. The reason why we treat them like shit essentially is because they've been dicks to us for how long now? Yeah. And then, you know, it's, it's kind of like the whole military industrial complex, right? We sit there and bomb the shit out of terrorists and then we're surprised <laughs> when there's more terrorists. <laughs> like, yeah, why does our side grow? You sit here and shovel shit our way and eventually we're like, all right, well, you know what? Fuck you, we'll recruit you. And we're going to get better libertarians in this party. And then, you know, we'll show you what it is. Yeah, they just dropped. They, they essentially were like the U.S. dropping off just all the great equipment to the Taliban. We're like, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, you <Yeah>. fucking idiots. <laughs> Here's the thing. They keep shooting themselves in the foot. Mm -hmm. They throw a coup in New Hampshire that fails. Everyone gets outed. Everyone on everyone bag yeah. gets outed. The uh, henchman, which is the perfect name for that scumbag. <laughs> It's so yeah. funny. I, like art imitates life, right? Like you know, he fucking uh, he 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 gets out of for being a scumbag. You know, mm -hmm. uh, so many fucking plants. And then um, the PA thing you know happened before that even, but that wasn't like a coup or anything. That was just like a scumbag move. Then yeah. the New Hampshire thing, and then the Delaware thing, which was uh, again Dave Casey and, and two other. I I can't think of their fucking names. I'm sorry, off the top of my head. But they all just get duly elected. They were all duly elected, and then uh, you know Dan Smots had them on their podcast. Mm -hmm. And he's like, well, how can you kick out duly elected libertarians? He's like, right. you don't like them because Dave Casey was an asshole. And he was like, essentially, oh, cool. So like, this is, they're not even hiding. That's what I'm saying. They're not even hiding it. Mm -hmm. And then, but people, see, people who are on the fence, they see this. Right. And they're like, oh, it's not the Mises guys and girls. It's these fucking scumbags. Yeah. And you know, what's funny is it's probably not a large group of people. There's probably just a few people that want to have their social club. They want to maintain the chair of their county that only five people show up to the meeting like okay whatever you may be doing something but you know why can't you support other people when they get in charge and you know we'll really grow the party if everybody works together and cooperates and doesn't do shady shit like this and you know i understand we're the third biggest political party in all the united states but you know what we get when joe jorgensen ran maybe close to two percent of the vote yeah, if you guys no. can't like set aside the five percent of differences that you have to focus on one cohesive message anti-fed anti-war anti-lockdowns then we're never going to get anywhere we probably will but those people have to go somewhere else if they don't want to work with people who are actually libertarians shocker <laughs> so yeah you're right so one of the, like so in pa one of the big problems obviously as you know is like they're obsessed with the multi-maneuver like the, these fucking mm -hmm. lefty libertarian and the multi-maneuver people don't know is like it's like uh all these uncontested races in pa that no literally there's no one running for yeah. like oh we'll just throw a libertarian in there and it counts as a bunch of libertarian it's like okay sure how does that help liberty right how does and because it's not by the way i want to be clear this isn't like no one's running for mayor no one's running for fucking township. It's it's like constable. Yeah. Inspector of elections. How do those help promote the message of liberty? 
They mm-hmm. don't. It's just for them to go, we're getting people elected. For what? To say you did it? Fuck right. yourself. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Well, you know, it's funny is that we can have both. We can have people who get elected and we could spread the message. But for some reason, they think that we're assholes because we want to focus right. national races on messaging. Because right. I think nobody has illusions of grandeur. If Dave runs in 2024, which... Losing. Yeah, he's not going to win. <laughs> of course. I mean, there's like the 0.01% chance that he will. Not but even. Yeah, right. <laughs> so why shouldn't we focus on spreading the message? You know, and that was the problem with Joe Jorgensen. She was a great libertarian, but, you know, what she do to spread the message? She was so milquetoast. Well, that... she also got she got she got corrupted by the woke mob. Yeah. Yeah. Well, her campaign was ran by a bunch of woke yeah. people. And, and like, she she was good on the things that mattered, but she just like never spoke up about it. She was so milquetoast and boring. I voted for her. I support her. Same. I even donated to her. But it's like, you know, you need to be fired up about this. You're not going to win. So if you're not going to win, what should you do? Go all out and just say, look, this is what it is. This is how libertarians are. We're anti-war, anti-fed, anti-lockdown. We want the smallest, if not no government at all. You know, why try to play the middle ground and placate people who are going to hate you no matter what? You know, you're not going to convert leftists to vote for you. They're too busy focused on woke stuff and they want to get, you know, whoever's the most woke in. Joe Mm -hmm. Jorgensen is not that person. And they're not even going to look at her. They're not even going to look up her name. They don't care. You're not going to win those people over. You might as well just try and be radical as possible and be as principled as possible to spread the message and wake up as many people as possible. And once again, on a local level, get locally, um, you know, get positions locally if you can to spread liberty that way, because that's going to be the most effective way. But just trying to elect a libertarian president, that's not going to happen. We're not going to be in Ancapistan tomorrow. I hate to break it to everybody, but there's a way to get there. But the way to get there definitely isn't just hoping that we're going to elect a libertarian in 2024. No. And like, I also agree with you. Like, I'm not saying we shouldn't throw people in the fucking whatever ridiculous constable role, yeah. but it's, it's like, it's like, I'm like, we're wasting time and money though. Like mm-hmm. focusing stuff like though, like that one meeting, cause I'm a board rep, you know, for Bucks County, which, so I have to go to all these fucking dumb state meetings <laughs> and, and they're fucking like, Oh, what's been, we're going to let's, let's, let's allocate $5,000 for stamps for fucking. I'm like, what are we, what? I, I throw mm-hmm. my garbage out. I, I throw my mail. I, I call it the garbage. I throw my mail out because <laughs> <laughs> that's what I think of it. Mm-hmm. I don't. I, I'm and I'm 35, so I guarantee anyone younger than me also isn't like. I wonder what's the mail today for me. It's not in our zeitgeist. It's barely. It's barely in mine. And I'm 35. Oh, I grew up with mail. <laughs> it's still barely in my zeitgeist, mm-hmm. right? I, I can't imagine a 22 year old being like, "Let me get checked the mail." for libertarian stuff it's so fucking stupid to me that they're spending time on this it it blows my fucking mind so yeah don't waste time and money it should be like oh is it available easily then do it if we have to spend 20 dollars on it fucking no (laughs) like that's what i'm saying it's a waste of fucking time and money like just it doesn't help no one ever went to the constables like yo what do you do also and what's your position on like the war in iraq you know, he's like, oh, let me tell you, like, it's no one. You know, when you go to vote, no, you don't go to the poll guy and be like, hey, you got voted into this position, right? He's like, goes, yeah, cool. Um, what do you think about the war on drugs? And he's like, well, actually, I'm a strong and cap libertarian. And oh, really? That never fucking happened one time, no. ever one time. So like th- this fucking dumb illusion that it's going to all of a sudden make a difference. It's not. I'm sorry. 
Right. And it, it does seem like they're blindly focused and they can't wait to brag about all these people filling these positions. And like I said, I'm not opposed to it, but, you know, it, it we shouldn't be throwing good money over bad for things that ultimately don't amount to greater liberty. Because if, you know, if we claim to be libertarians, then our number one issue has to be liberty. Right. Mm-hmm. It, it can't be wokeism. It can't be, well, look how many people we got elected. You know, I mean, look at the GOP, for example. They elected Donald Trump. Right. What did he actually do other than wake a bunch of people up to the fact that, um, you know, the media is a corrupt propaganda machine? He basically bowed every single time that something happened. You know, all the spending bills, 2020, the dude completely fell apart. And what did he do? Went all in on socialism last year. You know, hey, everybody gets free money. I want free money for everybody. And then now we got Joe Biden, which is an even bigger disaster. You know, so, you know, what the hell are we doing here if we're not going to focus on liberty and libertarian principles? Yeah. Hopefully it changes national next year. Yeah, you go. I, mean, I I don't I want to, but I don't know if I'm gonna be like working or you know what I'm saying if I'm gonna have like I can't be like, mm-hmm. no, I can't do shows. It's hard, like you know, it's a lot of money. You're essentially losing money. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, no, I understand that. it's Vegas. Also, are we gonna need to be vaccinated? Yeah, so I watched your podcast with Mark, actually, and he dropped that little bit about Karen Ann Harlos and what she had an idea for, for the Nevada convention, because that's where um, LP National is supposed to be, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, we don't know if they're going to have vaccine yeah. mandates. Mm-hmm. And right, so a lot of, I mean, a lot of Mises guys ain't going. Mm-hmm. Right. So, and, and you know who I've seen, you know, proudly saying that they're vaccinated? Some of the LPPA board, which mm-hmm. okay, if you want to get vaccinated, that's right. perfectly fine. I have no problems with that. Go for it. But if you're going to deliberately make sure that good libertarians can't have access to this festival because of some bullshit law, because you want to play fascist and say that you have to have this thing from a pharmaceutical company to go somewhere, I what the hell is that? You know, anti libertarian, if you ask me. <laughs> Very anti-libertarian. I I completely agree. And it's it's surprising that people who profess to be libertarians have not come out stronger against a lot of the stuff that's going on. It doesn't. I mean, the name, the people are doing it. Mm -hmm. You knew we're going to do it. And the people who aren't, you knew weren't. Like, it's not like a surprise. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, like, of course, like guys like you and I and fucking Malice and Dave and Robbie, mm. all those guys, of course, are like anti-lockdown, anti this. And of course, the other ones aren't. This is how it is, man. Everything is literally politicized now. Well, you literally. know, it's funny. So before I joined the Mises Caucus and I, I'd hear people talk about these left libertarians and I'm like, they don't exist. <laughs> like, I did not think they exist because everyone I interacted with, all the podcasts I listened to, I'm like, man, these guys are solid. Like, consistently and then i saw the libertarian party and i noticed there was like a disconnect and this was probably like 2019 ish and i just never put two and two together so i'm like okay well you know probably everyone who considers themselves a libertarian is probably solid on everything you know they're all good libertarians you know they all listen to the tom wood show part of the problem the red murray rothbard you know know all the ron paul and peter schiff whatever but then i joined the lp and I start meeting some of these people and I'm like, oh, this is what people are talking about. <laughs> these people aren't really libertarians. <laughs> yeah, it, 
it's a problem because like i said it's like ruining the party it's like we're, mm -hmm. we're focusing so much on infighting and not any of what's going on around us we're letting everything which is why i think there's so many fucking planets in this party mm -hmm. like you know yeah i can't prove it but you know <laughs> we we know one for sure yeah i don't even want to mention who it is because i don't want to get the guy anywhere i blocked him on twitter because i, mm -hmm. I just don't i don't want it that's the other thing too and like i'm with like i know like jose galison from like tower like uh, he started the idea of like no fuck block these guys mm -hmm. block because like we're we're the ones giving them credibility by engaging with them yeah we only get views because it's us like mm -hmm. so if you just block these fucking tools they become completely even more relevant than they were mm -hmm. so when you block planty big plant face from fucking new hampshire you know and you're like oh yeah wow that's better and then you block the fake you're like oh yeah it's better and you block fucking andy craig and well, he actually he blocked me but like you, know, you block <laughs> these guys you block these john cusack blocked me the actor mm -hmm. no the <laughs> because uh he's a cunt but like he was uh he was shitting on bars. I'm actually wearing, having me wearing a barstool hoodie right now, mm -hmm. but he was, uh, be, he, he was pretending like he didn't know who barstool was. And he, he, he's aware of who they are. Of course he is, you know, and he was being like, Oh, it's frat humor. And like, you're fake. You be, be, be. And then I, I, I quote tweeted that. And I was like, you literally surround yourself with Hollywood pedophiles and rapists, but you don't like some jokes they make what's worse. And then I got <laughs> blocked, but yeah. like, I wasn't the only one making that connection. Like I, I, then I, I had to go onto a different uh, Twitter account and then check like <laughs> other people's comments. <laughs> like a block from mine. And then everyone just posting pictures of him standing next to Harvey Weinstein, him standing next to Woody Allen, him standing mm -hmm. like Kevin Spacey. Like you're, you're the actual scumbag evil person here. Yeah. Marshall made jokes you don't like. You see the, that's, and that's, again, that's the disconnect of the left. Mm-hmm. Is like, well, he made a joke I don't like. You hang out with pedophiles. Yeah. I don't know, man. I come from a place where we, we you kill pedophiles. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I mean, these, these people are. You don't like. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, you can get over a joke that somebody doesn't like. You know, I, I it blows my mind that people still are kind of like the the whole trigger warning thing. Um, it, it's it's like unbelievable. It's like you people have jobs and like walk around outside like it, it blows my mind that people really like that but i also work in a more blue collar industry so i don't see a lot of this stuff and i play music too but i mean once again all local bands depending on where you are around where i'm from most of these guys are just redneck rural people you know blue collar guys um so i guess circling back to it sort of um when it comes to comedy, mostly left-leaning people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, yeah, I, there's like nine libertarian comics in the whole country. I'm one yeah. of them. Like, it, you know, it, it, it's it's and, and then the ones who aren't left, they don't say anything because they don't want to mm. just they don't want to ruin their shit. Yeah. So, do you find it's easy to talk to those people at all who are left, or do they just you know screeching? <laughs> I mean, it varies, right? Mm. Like, yeah, the super foregone ones are always going to be screeching. That's yeah. it, and you're never going to be able to get to them. It's like, okay, man, I'm a, I'm I'm a Nazi. Okay, sure. <laughs> you know, it's like I don't care. I, whatever, man. Okay, you know, it's like fine. But uh, then there's other lefty comics who they'll talk to you and they'll be like, oh, mm. what do you? Why do you think that? And I have a lot of good conversations, but there's a lot of times where people just like I've I'll tell you right now, there I 100 don't get booked certain places because of that. 
Really? 100%. I, oh, I can't wow. like prove it. Mm-hmm. Wink, wink. But like, we, I know for a fact. Yeah, they book somebody else on the same weekend who doesn't speak about, you know, libertarian principles. I mean, other other comics just tell me that like they don't like you. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> like it's fine. But like that's the thing. Like, I don't see that's a good thing is like I don't really have to, I don't rely on their money. Mm-hmm. So like it's fine. Like I have my own thing. Like we have our own thing, a drop tent. Like I have my own thing with my own crew. Like I don't and then the libertarian stuff, like I'm good. I don't I don't need you to book me at your 25 seat room full of white people that you say you claim you're, you know, not like all it's funny. So all these alt comics and alt rooms, like we're all woke and all their rooms are full of white people. It's like mad woke, but like <laughs> I, I do shows full of people of all color. I don't know who, who's different. <laughs> it's like, again, yeah. it's, it's bullshit. like that, whatever. But uh, yeah, so that's, it's pretty much a very, it's a very left-leaning thing. And like it, you, you could tell in the industry too. Cause like, I'll never be on Netflix. <laughs> like i'll never like people like, you suck sure but like, <laughs> but like outside of that like you know like i'm just saying like even i could be great i could be the greatest comp but like i probably won't be on netflix because like who they put out is who the industry thinks they should put out right and the only reason why they right. can't really deny someone like dave Chappelle is because you know dude's been around for what 30 yeah. years bill burman right yeah what are, what are you gonna do are you gonna tell him i know Believe me, someone will sweep that dude up in a freaking heartbeat if you don't want to publish his documentary. So it's like, at the end of the day, do they really believe in all the woke stuff? Probably a little bit, but you know, if they see the money going out, you know, hold on, hold on. Well, all right. Every June, every company in the world, a country, puts up gay pride flags for their yep. logos, and then every <laughs> yep. and then every July first, they get ripped down before mm-hmm. midnight hits. You know, it's oh, like yeah. it's, it's a fucking. It, I say this all the time. I go, if it's, they're, they're still capitalists at heart, all these companies, oh, the woke yeah. shit is just in right now. So that's where the yeah. money is because people are fucking stupid. But and this is an extreme example, but I just want to make this point. Like if it yeah. was like, if the month of June, instead of gay pride month was like, Hey, we should go hunt gay people. Like target would be like hunt gay people month. Go get them. Cause that <laughs> would be the thing to do. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't matter they only care about the dollar, which is fine. But like, it's the fact that people don't see through that like we do. And then they get woke. And then that, and the problem is that disrupts culture. Yeah. Instead of, instead of people going like, they don't really give a fuck about anything. Mm. I'll just, yeah, just going to shop at Target because I, I need to. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah it's like, funny. I want to shop at Target because like they're woke. They're not. They don't give, they don't really give a shit. Yeah. In June, you see Raytheon or Lockheed Martin switching up their logos. It's like, you realize they murder those people babies. in other countries yeah babies they by the tens babies. of thousands <laughs> yeah do you really think they give a shit about that woke stuff or are they just saying hey look we can cash in on this fuck it gay pride raytheon supports gay people right <laughs> which which is a little bit of a hard term but this is why I like uh people yeah. who always go you need taxes i go okay so just to be clear for a fact this is an undeniable fact you mm-hmm. can't argue this your tax dollars a hundred percent went to a bomb that killed a baby overseas. Yep. So you're okay with that. Mm-hmm. People go, well, I go, no, no, no. That's not what I asked you. Cause I know for, we all know for a fact that happens. Yep. So if you're okay with bombing innocent children overseas, then you're a piece of shit. Mm-hmm. Well, taxes help. No, they don't. They bomb babies overseas. Yeah. And listen, it's not like they, you know, these people care about that at all. The I know. people who are doing this kind of stuff. You could learn about Yemen in probably a half hour. Just do some Google searches. Yeah, uh, exactly. 
But even on top of that, the way that they do these drone well, strikes actually horrible. Texas, by the way, it was awesome. Uh, nice, <laughs> nice. I briefly <laughs> I talked to him at the uh, LPPA convention, but yeah, that's awesome. He's. Uh, so I, I met him there. That's yeah. where I first met him, and then mm-hmm. uh, he came to the comedy show in Texas after the Rebel University oh. thing that he did with uh, Thaddeus Russell. Oh, that's it awesome. Me, it was me, Robbie Bernstein, and Kyle Ruff. Mm-hmm. One, again, three of the libertarian comics in the country. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, and uh, he came to the show, and he was it was. Uh, it was very cold just hanging out and like he was shooting the shit with Scott for now. Mm-hmm. Now he now he remembers who I am. He didn't kind of remember. He kind of remembered me the first time. Yeah. And now he, I'm like Scott. I'm like you watch you do comedy now. Now you can never forget me. He's like no, we're cool now forever. I was like yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean I'm sure there's probably hundreds of people running up to him between the convention oh, and the Amis event. I couldn't imagine. Yeah. So. But I'm sorry. Continue what you were saying about uh reading up on Yemen. Yeah, I mean, if you look into how these drone strikes are performed, I mean, they watch these people die. They make sure yeah. they're dead. I mean, these are horrible, horrible people. And it's not like it was just a Joe Biden thing. It's not like it's a Trump thing. It's not like it's an Obama thing. I mean, all of these people over the last 20 years, since I believe it was June of 2001, is when the drone strikes started. They have killed hundreds of thousands. And if you look mm-hmm. up online estimates, I mean, they're so far and what they range mm-hmm. and once again our tax dollars and our purchasing power because a lot of this you know stuff is funded through debt it's not like you know i mean the government is so fiscally irresponsible yeah. i don't know how people could think that you need to raise taxes at all like dude they're spending 125 percent of what they take in so you know your stimulus check was not a tax return it, it makes me laugh when i hear people say oh yeah enjoy your tax return dude no that money's gone Gone, your social security right. is gone. gone they spent that on bombs and finding out how lizards walk on treadmills spending i think it was 10 billion dollars on test tubes for covid that literally turned out to be pop bottles mm-hmm. 10 billion fucking dollars mm-hmm. that's where this money went and it went under trump it went under obama it's going to go on under biden it's not like this is a presidential you know a, a, a party thing this is bipartisan this is both parties mm-hmm. i i you know it's corrupt through and through. You don't need to raise taxes. These people need to quit stealing our money and quit stealing our purchasing power. Yeah. Remember uh, people used to chant 88% at Obama because that was the amount of civilians he killed in drone strikes. People would chant like 88% or something like that, Adam, because that's a crazy high amount of innocent people. Mm-hmm. killed. A crazy yeah. high amount. Right. And no, and, but he won a Nobel Peace Prize, by the way. They, <laughs> ran out of, they ran out of bombs under his administration. Do you remember that? No, I was, I was probably pretty young for that. But so under 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 the Obama administration, they ran out of bombs to drop at one point of the war. They were like, "We're just out. We gotta like get more." I believe if <laughs> I read somewhere, I think he dropped one bomb. If you equate it out, about every eight seconds of his presidency, if I'm not mistaken, I might be exaggerating that, but it was something pretty fucking impressive. And the worst part is, is that then under Trump, over 400% increase in drone strikes. He killed more people with drone mm-hmm. strikes in four years than Obama did in eight years. Yeah. So, and I know the right-wingers don't care about this because, oh, well, no Iran, yeah. Well, yeah, the mainstream I mean, I mean, news, I mean yeah. you know what I mean? I mean, yeah, we do. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. But, um, you know, it's sad. These are fucking terrible people. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, the mainstream news, the only time Trump ever acted presidential was when he bombed Syria. Oh, that was psychotic. Yep. And then as soon as Biden pulls out of Afghanistan, the mainstream news flips on him. And this was their guy. A year ago, mm-hmm. they couldn't get enough of this guy. Mm-hmm. 
but once again, can't end a war. And the right-wingers just went right over their head. Oh, Biden's doing so bad. Look, even the news turned on him. No, you dumbass. If you focus for a second, it's because you can't end a war. A war. This right. is a honeypot. This is where Raytheon, Lockheed Martin, and all them get their money from. And this is where politicians can lobby and make all the money in the world and steal your purchasing power by killing children. It's not about Joe Biden doing terrible. Yeah, he's doing terrible. I think everybody can agree on that. Yeah. But once again, the news ain't tearing him down because he's doing bad. They're like, oh, shit, there goes our honeypot. We can't let that happen. Dude, sometimes I have uh, crazy fantasies of like, because, uh, you know, I'm a comic. I just daydream, right? Uh <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I, I go, I wish I had Superman powers or Homelander powers, however you want to put your hero. But like a character like an invincible, like a fly, rip things apart with my bear, you know. And you just f go across the country and just literally eviscerate these people on camera, like all the evil people on camera and be like, what's up? I'm the new good guy in town. I'm fixing shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I'm going to kill all of you. That's it. You can't, you can't, you physically can't hurt me. Mm -hmm. I'm going to kill everybody who started all this. And then we're going to start new. <laughs> right. I like I have fantasies about doing that, but like, it's, of course it's like, so never going to impossible. Evil is just going to constantly keep going and going and going and going and going. Like there's no, there's no turning off the essence I'm saying. There's no turning off the evil machine. Mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's forever. It's been for, it, it, it was back then. It's going to be for when we're dead. It's going on now. It, there's no way it's ever going to ever end. And then like you want against like the conspiracy shit, you, you read into like, Oh, well, eight families run the world. And you're like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> like, how deep does this go? Yeah. <laughs> Just, but, like that could be true. I don't know. <laughs> like, I don't yeah. Know I mean, you could pull the string on something like that for hours and hours and yeah. hours and probably drive yourself fucking insane. Exactly. But you know, at the end of the day, still the same shit's going to happen. But I guess to bring it more to a positive note, if you look at Ron Paul's 2008-2012 campaign, who donated to him the most? Active duty military. They donated to him more than every single other presidential candidate at the time. And then what did Obama win on? Being anti-war. Even though he wasn't. We all know he wasn't. Um, he won on being the quote-unquote anti-war candidate because Bush was such a warmonger. And then what did Trump win under? Being a war skeptic. Right. Same deal. He was no different. Nope. Now Biden, you know, kind of, well, you know, hit his part too. Yeah. yeah. I mean. But you know, he, I know he kind of laid out some weak platitudes about, I mean, you can't even get like a solid ground on him, but very, very minimally against some war stuff. Like he said, um, you know, ending offensive or what was it? Offensive support for the war in Yemen, even though that never really happened. Right. And then ending the war in Afghanistan. Still, it's the same deal under him. But the American people are hungry for, you know, the end to the wars. I think a majority of the American people, if they knew more about this, then they would say, we don't want to support this. This is not what our country's founded on. Um, if you watch the uh, Bill Crystal and Scott Horton debate, which was fantastic. We, we talked about that, actually. Uh, we talked to Scott about that in Texas, like, okay. about, like the aftermath <laughs> of it. And it was really funny just being like, he had no idea who I was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, Bill, I'll email you. That was my favorite part. <laughs> but um, yeah, that was, um, I mean, he just annihilated him. That was like, Scott's no longer a libertarian because he violated the non-aggression principle to destroy him. Yeah, well, Scott, Scott said he had he didn't even bother to put his name in Google before that debate. Like, Bill oh Crystal, no, clearly, like, clearly, not. I mean, he he, Bill Crystal literally said every single right-wing talking point that we all could. <laughs> I, I could I could argue Bill Crystal's point for him. Yeah. 
Well, you know, it's funny. Yeah, the summary at the very end, he said, well, I think it's better to make arguments on assuming that people you're arguing against are arguing on good faith. And yeah, I think that's a better way to make arguments. I'm like, what the fuck was that? Like, you have no retort to a single thing he said. Like, this debate has been coming up for two years. You would think you would at least, like you said, hey, who's Scott Horton? Nope. And then what happens? Dude, you get annihilated. But um, it, it was also nice to kind of read in the comments. A lot of people said this is why they don't allow third parties to debate. Because if you did let somebody with the wit like Scott Horton to debate any of these war hawks, you name it, any of them, I, they would just get yeah. annihilated. Well, that's why I think Dave would eviscerate any candidate in a, in a, in a debate. Yeah. Any candidate in a debate. I, the, the, the bummer with that is like, and like the and like I know I I've behind the scenes heard you know how to, they might handle it, but like if he does run and all that shit, and they're just gonna pull up all clips of him on LOS like Legion of Skanks and shit, mm-hmm. and him saying and, and they're like little accuser, and it's like well, it's so out of context and not true, but yeah. no one's gonna want to hear it. Like obviously, and I know he'll say like, well, those are just jokes. So you guys done his worst, and he's but that's the thing that's also true, and no one wants to hear that either. I mean, like, we want to hear it, but, like, these mm-hmm. fucking assholes aren't going to want to hear it. These fucking fake pieces of shit without morals aren't going to want to hear it. Mm-hmm. So it's like, that's a problem, <laughs> like, you know? So I, I don't know, but, like, because he would kill any... Imagine him against Joe Biden. Yeah. Oh, my God. Or Kamala Harris or something like that. I mean, yeah. dude. It'd be so bad. Right. And, you know, I think if if he does run... I think there's going to be a large amount of people who really do not care about the stuff like that, because with the way the country is right now, I think people are hungry for somebody who's just going to speak the flat out truth because Trump did have a hint of that as a presidential candidate. And that's what people liked. People like somebody who wasn't, you know, (laughs) a freaking lizard person. You know, when you look at Kamala Harris, you're like, oh, well, she's clearly like a, you know, a lizard person (laughs) through and through who probably like eats babies in her backyard. And you know what I mean? But Trump did three good things in his presidency. One of them was to completely expose the hypocrisy of the left in the media mm-hmm. for sure. Right oh, now, again, yeah. we all knew the media was trash, mm-hmm. but he he, he woke a lot of people up to that. Right. So to the greater good, he exposed the trash media and the hypocrisy of the left. Mm-hmm. Great. He more pedophile rings got busted under Trump than any other president, I believe, mm-hmm. in the history of the United States, which that's positive for me. <laughs> okay. Yeah. No, no, I actually didn't know yeah. that. Okay. Three, he made hurting animals a felony, and I'm pro that too. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh yeah, actually, I did know that. I just, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm, I'm pro that. Those are the three good things Trump did in his presidency. <laughs> yeah, well, you know what? I did love uh, watching his interviews. I remember uh, I loved to sue Rosie O'Donnell just so I could take some money out of her fat ass pockets. Oh yeah. Oh, he, okay. Four things. He was hilarious. I'm sorry. Oh, absolutely hysterical. <laughs> And like Shane Gill, the uh, Shane Gillis comic, you know, yeah. uh, go watch the special on YouTube. It's great. But like, uh, you know, he has that bit about, you know, he's like, you know, I do a lot of co- stand up in New York. You know, like, there's a lot of li- liberal comics in New York. And they're like, Trump's literally Hitler. He's like, you're lucky he's not next. So he'd bury you. Like, he's funnier than all of you. Like, yeah. you know, he's like, he's like, you can hate him, but admit he's funny. Oh, like, yeah, absolutely. It's true. Like, you, he could be the worst, but he was legitimately funny. Like, legitimately, mm-hmm. like, as I'm telling you as a comic, he was funny. Like I, he, I legit, like belly laughs a lot of, he was quick. <laughs> well, yeah, see, that's the thing. People like that kind of wit when you're able to just dry and straight to the point, just go for the jugular. Like um, 
he was walking on a helicopter at a hospital or something like that. And someone said, uh, uh, Taylor Swift said she doesn't like you. He's like, well, I like her about 25% less now. Like, didn't even miss a beat. Just kept going. <laughs> Dude, again, not to, not to keep fucking referencing Shane Gillis, but part mm-hmm. of that bit is very funny. He's like, you know, the debates were wild with Trump because he's like, he was coming out and be like, Rand Paul's ugly. Yeah. <laughs> and he'd be like, what? What does that have to do with anything? And he's like, yeah. shut, up, shut up, Rand Paul. And, be, and the whole crowd would be like, yeah, fuck you, Rand Paul, you're ugly. <laughs> yeah, what, what the, he said, oh, yeah, I haven't touched your looks yet, but believe me, there's a lot there. <laughs> Dude, I'm saying, again, like, for as a roast comic, Trump is pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what? Kind of, that brings it full circle. Someone like Dave... I think he has that kind of wit about him. Oh, of, yes, of course. That's yeah. Like, but that's what I'm saying. He could go toe-toe with Trump. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but like, but that's it, man. I remember, yeah. and, that's, and that, that was also the funny thing about watching that whole thing was like, Rubio would try to like do Trump again, mm-hmm. like, and it just wouldn't work because it was so disingenuous. Yeah. So it wasn't like, you, like, oh, you're trying to, it's almost like he, he, act, like he got like a ghostwriter for jokes for speeches. He's like, give me some roast so mm-hmm. I could like try it. And then he tried it and was like, ugh. Yeah. <laughs> and then Trump's like, shut up, you're small. And everyone's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, it was wild. Mm. Yeah. I mean, it was just like effortless for him. And even some of the shit he would say, um, I was watching the debates from 2016 a couple of months ago. And I remember Rand Paul was going on something about, he's like, oh, yeah, Donald Trump wants to ban something off the internet. And Trump, you know, just makes these ridiculous fucking faces. And he says, so they can kill us, but we can't kill them. It's like, where the fuck did that come from? Like, it, this has nothing to do with it. But people live for that shit. You know, being a, he's essentially like a shit lord. He's a com- he's a cartoon character. And people live for it. It's fucking hilarious. He is a Reddit shit poster, Trump. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, honestly. Yeah, and, and people yeah. love that. People love to see somebody that's not it. a transparently horrible person. You know, people, oh, the election was stolen. Hillary Clinton, you know, won the popular vote. She was a horrible person. Everybody knew she was, you know, this person who would drop bombs on babies, laugh about people dying. It, it, could, it couldn't possibly be that people just saw that and said, I ain't fucking voting for that. Right. I'll vote for yeah, this yeah. guy. At least he seems like he, like, breathes the same air as me. He doesn't go home and take off the Terminator mask yeah, I mean, or something, not, you know? Not, not to beat the 2016 election over and over and over again. But, like, yeah, yeah it's like, it's like obviously, like, the left put up the most hateable candidate. It was like, I don't understand how we could have yeah. lost this. It's like, she's a awful human? Yeah. All right. What? what do you yeah, she ran multiple times before, and everybody hated her every single time. And you really want people to believe that all of a sudden they're going to change their mind and say, oh, well, maybe this time. I understand a lot of people didn't like Trump, but once again, he was at least like a human being, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. All right, man, we've been going for a little bit, so uh, I think we'll close it out here since we were uh, ending on a little bit of a high note, you know, talking about <laughs> shit posts and stuff like that. So uh, go ahead, plug away, brother. Oh uh, yeah, man. Uh, just everybody can find me uh, at Adam Nutter and all the social media stuff. Uh, when are you dropping this? Um, I'll probably drop it tomorrow. Okay, cool. Then if you're listening to this tomorrow and you're in the Chalfont PA area, which is like right outside of Philly, very, very close to Philly. So this Philly guys and chicks listen, uh, Friday the 15th, uh, I'll be opening up for Aaron Berg at the pop-in show, the monthly show I run out there. There are six tickets left at the time of this recording nice. <laughs> so, so you have three days to get your six tickets and if not they're gonna sell out the door 100 this this show never not sells out so i tell everybody every month 
to get your tickets because it will sell out before. And everyone's like, I'll wait. And then we get like 50 people at the door. And like, can I get it? I'm like, no, <laughs> we're sold out. I told you, you have to get your tickets online before. Um, so coming out to that. Uh, but of course, if you guys could just go check out my podcast, The Porcupine, uh, at adamnutter.com, uh, youtube.com slash adamnutter for that. And then uh, my comedy podcast, Cult of Us, that's youtube.com slash Cult of Us. But both podcasts are available on all audio platforms and shit like that. And just follow me on social media for all my upcoming shows. Uh, I'll, you know, I'm going on the road soon and stuff. So I'll be around. Come find me. Awesome, man. Well, I greatly appreciate your time coming on for the uh, second show. And uh, in liberty and health, everybody, Kyle, signing off. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.